Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Injured at work in a motor vehicle accident or had a fall in a public space? Speak to Your Claim Lawyers, a no-win, no-fee, personal injury claims law firm that specialises in maximising compensation claims for injured people. Call 1-800-YOUR-CLAIM or yourclaimlawyers.com.au. Off the Bench with Paul Hazelby and Rob Beaver. Yes, hello and welcome to another edition of Off the Bench. Rob Beaver and Paul Hazelby with you as we celebrate, Paul. So welcome you into the show. We have football in a few weeks. We'll wait and see if it changes before then. It may well. But the good news is June 11th, Hayes. Well, Beaver, it is great news. I was thinking about not coming in. I celebrated so hard last night because without footy, it's been a quiet place. It's been a lonely it's been place. been a struggle. Haven't been able to call the footy on the weekend, but it will return. But guess what? what? Still not going to be able to call the footy what? on the weekend because no? our team's obviously going over oh. into the quarantine hubs over there on the Gold Coast. But for those that haven't heard, you've probably been under a rock, but this was announced yesterday. Players to return to training from May 18. The season to resume on Thursday, June 11. It's looking like a blockbuster game between Collingwood and the Richmond Tigers. The fixtures, though, they're not released yet. They'll be released in four to six weeks blocks. First block to be released over the next 10 days. So still we wait. They've teased us a little bit here, Beeb. They haven't given us all the details, but we will get that in due course. Of course, West Coast and Frio to complete training in WA before they relocate to the Gold Coast. And unfortunately, Port Adelaide and Adelaide, due to their restrictions over there with their government, they will relocate to the Gold Coast before May 25 to complete their training block. So that puts them at a further disadvantage. Players will be allowed to host their families at any time during their time away from the AFL. Of course, they will pay for that, but it means strict protocols will be put in place not only for players, but also the families. But in the end, a lot of information, but good news for the AFL. Yeah, we got footy back, absolutely. And I was very critical of the AFL. Uh, might have been last week, might have even mm. been the week before, saying that we look like a second-rate competition compared to the NRL. And I'm still not prepared to say that one is better than the other. I don't think that this announcement makes me think any differently of the AFL. I will admit they had a lot more to deal with in terms of state governments. And uh, it almost seems like there have been memes everywhere of Mark McGowan and the Premier of South Australia as well, because we really have been the roadblocks to what could have been a, a relatively simple outcome. Uh, for this, but uh, congratulations to everybody involved. The announcement yesterday by Gillan McLaughlin. News to a lot of fans is uh, we're going to get into some finer details about this, Hayes, as we come up after the break. And I've got one little point that I want to take out of it that just seems absolutely ludicrous to me. I'll get to that in the dig. But all in all, in not so many words, Eagles and Dockers, Port Adelaide and Adelaide going to Queensland to get this underway. The right decision or not? Right decision to get it underway. It's important they get access to the broadcast money to keep the industry going because without it, there'd be no games, there'd be no players getting played, there'd be no coaches getting paid, no support staff, and also all of the admin staff that's involved with a football club. I'm not too concerned. I know it doesn't sound like it's fair and even because we've got four clubs having to relocate for a period of time. But one thing that will make it fairer, we'll discuss after the break. So stick with us. This is Off the Bench, Rob Beaver and Paul Hazelby with you on your Saturday morning. Stick with us. 
Off the Bench with Paul Hazelby and Rob Beaver. Welcome back to Off the Bench. Rob Beaver and Paul Hazelby with you. Still absolutely full of joy as the AFL announced yesterday. The season will return on June 11th, Hayes, before the break. You just quietly had to pop in something about the word fairness. Um, Talk me through what you were thinking. There's one thing that's going to determine whether it is fair, and that is whether or not the Eagles, the Dockers, the Power and the Crows, those games that they play up there on the Gold Coast, are they home games or are they away games? So let's just give the scenario that uh, the West Coast Eagles go to the Gold Coast and they're there for four weeks at this particular stage. Now, they're going to likely to play the teams that are centred there as well in Port Adelaide, Adelaide, Gold Coast and also Brisbane. But how does the AFL deem them? Is that two away games that they play through that period or is it two home games accompanied with that through that period or, or is it four away games? So then later in the year, let's say they play their first eight weeks away, eight weeks over there, then they come home for the final eight weeks and then they charge into the finals like the Richmond Football Club did last year with eight home games. I think that hasn't been determined yet. And I'm really disappointed and surprised that no journo actually asked that question at the press conference yesterday. I think what it'll ultimately come down to is does the AFL have faith that let's say if they do, what, a four to six week, so let's say you do five, let's say you do five weeks, right? Well, it's four weeks at the moment. The at, clubs are at, booked there for there. four weeks. Let's say, yeah, let's say you do four Four weeks. That takes you through until July 10th, roughly. I don't know the exact days, but roughly July 10th. Are you confident then that if a team could fly back to WA, that the two-week quarantine would be restricted? Because if you're not, then you can't have eight games here because you simply can't get the teams over here. So at this stage, I'm thinking the AFL probably doesn't know what they're doing. I, I feel like the WA state government is probably saying no, as in we will still have that in place. So I don't know what the future holds for that, but... What you're saying is right. We're just getting something up and running in five to six weeks. We can reassess after we've played some games. I would hope the state government is helping out here, saying to the AFL and also our two local teams, if everything goes right, based on our modelling of what's happening around Australia with our infection rates, then we see an opportunity that in eight weeks we can open our borders. Surely they can give us that information. If everything doesn't go to plan and those rates obviously take a negative turn, then they can go back on that. They're not giving the information to the public. Maybe they've given the information to the AFL and the clubs. That would be the smart decision because they would have an idea based on their modelling, Beaver, that if everything is correct and it keeps going that way, a date in mind. I look at it and go, I don't even know why at this stage the government, well, I know why they're not doing it, but I I don't see there being an issue if the AFL players and clubs were given an exemption to come to and from. If they literally came in from the airport onto a bus, straight to the hotel, from the hotel to the ground, back to the hotel, back to the airport and out. I don't see any real issue with that. To my knowledge, there hasn't been an AFL player that's tested positive. That's correct. To to COVID-19 at any stage, regardless of the measures that were in place, regardless of what state. So I feel like the risk is very low. And at the end of the day... If you get it, or if somebody within the AFL gets it, how they go forward is up to them. But that's not going to change whether or not you have a two-week quarantine period or not. That doesn't actually change whether or not someone's going to necessarily get it. Because theoretically, if I don't have it, Paul, and I come over to your house and you don't have it and no one in your house has it, then theoretically there should be no way for me to get it. That is correct, Beaver, but there's two different uh, ideas here. Of course, the government, they've implemented these protocols for a reason, the health and safety of Western Australia, and consistency. And I think I understand the consistency. If they, they give an exemption to the AFL, well, then do they have to give an exemption to other, like FIFO models out there that had to go through the rules where they all had to fly into Western Australia, do their 14 days as well? I think it's got to be the same. 
same. That's what I like about the government. They've been hardlined. But based on that hardline stance, surely they have a date in mind if they could share that with the AFL. We don't need to know about it, mm. but as long as the AFL... And I think they do know about it because of the four-week booking. That's all they're booked for at this stage over there on the East Coast. I sense maybe after that, with the four weeks training leading up to that, that takes it out to mid-July. They could obviously either open them up fully or, as you said, implement an exemption. I like the fact the government's been consistent and I expect them to stay that way. I just, I think maybe there is scope for some exceptions. Felt. There's egos now, Beaver. 100% the right This week egos. you saw the egos from the Victorians. You also saw it more so, I think, from our own government. And he's done a very good job, Mark McGowan. I have to say that. But I thought his comments throughout the week, they were a little, a little bit grandstanding. Yeah, grandstanding, stirring over there. Look, it hasn't worked out. We understand that, but there's no need to have a go at other governments. I think we're all trying to do the very best in tough circumstances. And the last thing before we wrap this up and move on to the dig, which will be coming up next for Dial before you dig, the essential first step, Hayes. I hope, regardless of what happens with our quarantine and our border situation, that let's say hypothetically we're over there, they're classed as home and away games because the AFL knows that they're not going to be able to get games away in WA. I hope the West Australian public don't turn around to the AFL and claim bias, but I also hope they don't turn around to the state government and say this is your fault as well because there are some things bigger than football and I think this season we all need to just move on and get on with it, which is finally what we have a plan to do going forward. This is Off the Bench, plenty more still to come. Off the Bench with Paul Hazelby and Rob Beaver. The Dig. Dial before you dig. The essential first step. Yes, it is absolutely essential. Don't dig yourself into a hole. Lodge a free dial before you dig and quarry. Hayes, I'm happy the AFL is back. I'm happy they've made that announcement. But there is one thing that I went through with a fine tooth comb and I just see little, little something that didn't agree with me. And it was this statement. Players must train in groups of eight or less. This is despite the fact that in WA we have a state government saying you can train in groups of 10 as long as there's no shared equipment. So you, you must train in groups of eight or less except for weekly contact sessions. Why have the restriction of eight or less? I'm not a scientist. I'm not part of the health organisation. But to me, it doesn't seem logical that if you're going to let them go leather and tong uh, at least one session a week and then on the games or whenever they are, that might be twice weekly, whatever the case is, what's that preventing? I, I don't know. I look at it and go, this is what happened when the Crows were caught training over there in South Australia was that the state government had one restriction, the AFL had another restriction. There's all these different restrictions. I think what we need to do as the AFL is just turn around and go, we're making this as simple as possible. You cannot train with physical contact until this date, or you can do that. If they're only limiting them to one contact session a week, I, I don't understand how that helps because surely if you get it during contact session, you get it during a contact session. Look, they've, they've said they can have two contact sessions a week, and what you're saying is right. But clearly this is not written by the AFL, Beaver. This is in conjunction with the health departments of every state and territory, and that's where it becomes mm. quite difficult so, to So this read. is what I'm saying. Where's the clear messaging in this, though? Because this is what happened. The state in South Australia had one rule or one um, uh, exception that they granted the Crows, and the AFL had another one. So this is what I'm saying. We're coming out with all these different steps, and we're going, well... Mate, it doesn't make any sense. No, it's the Crows were supposed to train in twos, not in eights. Now, I think the government said, okay. They were. They were, 20, they were eight well, groups of two. It's, it's, when, you're doing two. A, when you're doing an eight-person drill, mm -hmm. you could argue that they're not 
Four pairs. Four pairs. But yes, yeah. that went against the AFL rules. So not bad from you. I'm going to have a dig at a few coaches, John Longmire and also Simon Goodwin. Now, unfortunately, in the footy industry, with what's going on with COVID-19, there's going to be a lot of cuts to the football department. And as we see clubs start back up, they're only going to be allowed to have 25 staff that enter those facilities and be a part of it. So that means that one in three coaches and support staff will essentially be stood down. But some commentary from those two coaches in particular, Simon Goodwin is concerned the quality of the AFL could suffer if it reaches a tipping point in cuts to its footy department. Now, you're still allowed 25, Beaver. And Ross Lyon on his show the other night, Footy Classified, he came up with who he would implement as his 25 staff. One senior coach, three coordinators, so they're coaches, three line development coaches, three strength and conditioning coaches, one nutritionist, one psychologist, one club doctor, two physiotherapists, two footy analysts, two footy player development managers, one footy ops list manager, one executive assistant, one footy admin or manager, one property and two media. Now, surely with 25 of those coaches and admin staff that go in to help footy, that will have no bearing whatsoever on the quality of the AFL. Whether you bring in a few more on top of that, it's absolute rubbish that I'm hearing from the coaches. They are institutionalised. Have you seen that movie that has uh, obviously the Shawshank Redemption mm-hmm. when they're, they're in jail, they become institutionalised, that when they get out, they struggle. These guys have been inside football clubs for too long, and if that's what they think will happen, if you reduce the coaches down from 40 or 50 to 25, we have an issue as a AFL community. Well, maybe it's just Simon Goodwin um, saying he, he got the handover from Paul Ruse. Uh, and he's had all these assistant coaches around him. Maybe he just goes, do you know what? If my support staff is half, that's half the people I can blame a poor season on. Well, that would be better <laughs> for him to say it. I understand what he's doing. They're protective and they've got some really good but relationships it, it, and friends. Here's the reality, though. I listened to the positions that you just reeled off. Psychologists, physios, trainers, game analysts, fair enough. I couldn't tell you what 12 of those blokes do, can you? Well, exactly. That's 25. We're yeah. not taking it bound. I reckon if you took it down to five coaches, it still wouldn't affect the game. You've no. got the senior coach and four coaches. And, of course, on top of that, you need some physios and, and, yep. and yep. those some sort of people as well. Yep. But I just get concerned when coaches – and these are the guys that are in positions that are making all the key decisions about our game. I think they are institutionalised. As a good dig from you, Paul Hazelby. Thanks to Dial Before You Dig, the essential first step. We'll come back and find out who's made some fluffs during the week. Off the Bench with Paul Hazelby and Rob Beaver. Off the record throwback time. Uh, sorry, I'll start that again. This is pre-recorded, by the way. Fellow Aussie Thanasi... Thanasi Kokonakis. Off the record for Choices Flooring. The floors for living sale is on now. Enjoy big savings on carpet, hard flooring, blinds and rugs. Yes, it certainly is. Choices Flooring, Floors for Living Sale is now on Hayes. One of my favourite times of the mm. week, mostly because we don't put our muck-ups. No, we this. don't make I think, it. I think we did one for you once. That, yeah. that one time that, it that happened. That or something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Buckanara, I think it was. Something like that. But uh, look, plenty going on in the world of sport, the world of journalism this week. And there's a few things I wanted uh, to play here because... Not everybody gets it right. Now, we had this discussion last week. Sometimes people forget your name when they call in the show. And that happens to everybody, mm. right? It happens to the big cheese, the biggest cheese of all, our very own Craig Hutchison. Moment first, Kath has been kind enough to, to call in from Whittlesey. G'day, Kath. Winchelsea. Good morning, Chucky and Pickles. I mean, <laughs> Chucky <laughs> and Pickles. Is that fair, Nick? Liam Pickering and uh, Craig Hutchison. So Chucky he's the and Pickles. He's the Chucky. 
Chucky, not Chucky bad cheese, from the Chucky little cheese, sea lady. Yeah, the big cheese there from Kath that now. Stephen Rowe, I don't know if you had much to do with him over a yeah. good time. Um, when I was in Adelaide, I had a little bit to do with him uh, working at 5AA. They have Caroline Wilson on for a chat. I think it might be on a Tuesday night. Um, but uh, he, he got really confused about geography. On okay. one particular club in Melbourne. We'll, we'll, we'll tell him to start scooping other, in, other, other than internet, uh, over, um, um, in, in, uh, what do we call? <laughs> interstate. interstate clubs. Interstate clubs. Just a little bit difficult to get that one out, Rowie. Now, at the best of times, Rowie can be pretty uh, pretty jovial and uh, animated, but uh, just struggling to get the words out. And it happens to the best of us. But the one person it doesn't happen to is Tom Brown from Channel 7, Hayes. Now, listen to this. So tell me if you recognise if there's a slight issue. Of course, some clubs wouldn't mind a slight delay on that June 12 start date because there's a slight, slight chance we could get some crowds later in the season to the AFL in general. So if there's a slight delay on the start date, it could improve the slight chance we could get some slight crowd involvement later in the season, Jack. Slight, 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 slight. Did you recognise the slight problem there? I did. I've heard that one before, and yeah. uh, it's quite funny. You know, when we used to do press conferences when I was playing for the Fremantle Dockers, we used to play a few jokes on the media as well, mm. where we would give the person who was doing that weekly conference an opportunity to say a word. So we'd give yep. them a word, and yep. they had to slip had to it in it into... and then try and get it to be a grab that was obviously yep. played on the news okay. that night. What, what was the word? Did you ever get a word given to you? Well, it might have been a different country. Town name yep. or something, you know, out of left field as well. Yep. I can't remember the exact word. Snuffleupagus, but, uh, something, yeah, like something like that. Yeah, something like that. And, yep. you know, he's a bit of a us and you have to try <laughs> and get that in. So there's one for next week, Beaver. There we go. That's not bad. Now, this is uh, what can only be described as uh, the biggest media faux pas Ever. What's the number one rule, Hayes? You walk into the studio, what happens to your phone? You turn it off. You turn it off. This is what Tom Brown did, though. So double whammy here for Tom Brown. Now, there's good cooperation on the part of the players, but the AFL's essentially proposing a hub. That is a carton. That is a carton to everybody in the office, isn't it? Fast fingers, though, there from Fast Tom fingers. Brown. Like, shut it down. It down that was live, quickly. wasn't it? On Channel 7, for those that don't know, Tom Brown, Channel 7, Victoria reporter, live, got the phone call. It does happen. I think that happens a lot in media because mm. you've always got your phone on. You need it on because of the stories that are breaking around you. Now, you sometimes you hear it vibrating on a desk, but very rarely do you just forget to turn it on to silence. So Tommy Brown with the double up there on off the record. The choice is flooring. Floors for living sale is now on. That's all we've got time for on another edition of Off the Bench. We'll be back next week with the AFL. Hopefully, Hayes having some fixtures for us to break down. Thanks for your company once again, and we'll catch yours next week here on Off the Bench. Sometimes needing new tyres can catch us by surprise. That's why tyre power gives you the power of zip pay and zip money. You can get what you need now, get back on the road safely, and pay for it later. Terms and conditions apply. So visit tyrepower.com.au or call 13 91.